Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on the Nothing Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Look for us soon on fan-sided platforms. We'll have more information for you this week. Also, Five Reasons YouTube channel. That's where you get Brady Hawk's film dives and a lot of other stuff, including Don O'Daly, which is back this week every single day at roughly 3 o'clock, whenever Alex decides to do it. FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. Unlike the newspapers, we do not have a paywall for our written content. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're still seeing signups, but nobody's depositing. Prize picks. Use the code five F I V E. Get your initial deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You can play anything. MMA this weekend. You could have done that. You could do golf. You could do MLB. You could do well the Stanley Cup Finals. That may be done. But look, we know NBA is not there right now. But they've got the props for all the NFL stuff is up there. So just get a jump on it. If you see a line that you like, this is the time to do it before everybody catches on to it. So go to Prize Picks. Use that code five F I V E. You can download download it from Google Play or from the App Store, or just go to prizepicks.com. But again, use that code 5, F-I-V-E. That is mandatory on sign-up if you want the bonus. And now, today's episode. All right, let's go back on 5 on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. It's just me and Alex today. You can follow Alex Salido at Tropical Blanket. Greg and Brady will be back later in the week. Of course, we're leading up to free agency. And then also, obviously, we just had the draft picks of Nikola Jovich who will be introduced on Monday. So look for an episode. Uh, he's been introduced by Zoom, but he's actually supposed to actually be there on Monday, perhaps with Eric Spolstra. And so we'll have that on site. And that will sort of feed into an episode we're going to do in the evening about a philosophy change for the Miami Heat that we want to discuss. But today, Alex and I are going to finally close the loop on the player reviews. We've done everybody, not all as single episodes, um, but we did Bam, we did Jimmy, we did Lowry, we did a combination of Struess and Robinson. We did all of the extra kind of fours and fives on the roster, including even Caleb Martin. Um, so we've covered pretty much everybody, but we've left two guys out and we paired them for this particular episode. And it's Victor Oladipo and it's Gabe Vincent. And these are two very different situations from a contractual perspective. Gabe Vincent uh, is signed for the next two years at the minimum. He is an absolute bargain. He also is one of, I would say, three players on the heat who actually performed to their regular season levels in the playoffs or better. And that was Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, and Gabe Vincent. I think those are really the only three that did. You might be able to make an argument for Max Struess, but those, those would be the three that I would choose. Uh, and then on the other hand, you got Victor Oladipo who flashed potential um, came back around when people thought he would maybe a little bit later had the 40 point game and sort of that meaningless last game in Orlando had a little bit of trouble fitting in offensively with Jimmy Butler and others, but when they weren't on the floor, he played well, but defensively he was very good. But of course he's free, although the Heat do have his bird rights, which gives them some flexibility if they're interested in keeping him. So let's just get to this for just next season. This is going to be a tough question. Alex, I know you're always giving me the tough questions. You're literally the only person here. So I have to, uh, for just next season, who is more important to them? Hmm. 
I'm going to say, oh man, that's actually tough. Not to filibuster here too much, but I think just off the top of my head, I want to say Victor Lodipo. I don't know. I'm not even sure how I feel. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm 100% on either side of this, right? Because I think, like, the Gabe stuff, he's proven to be such a stable backup point guard type player who can obviously plug and play as a starter whenever Lowry was out. He showed a lot, and, and it feels like he's kind of been the more stable piece when you're comparing between him and Victor. Not that this offseason is going to be any sort of conversation of, like, you have to pick between the two or anything, but both kind of played – uh, you know, similar roles as bench guards, right? So I understand the comparison there. The thing with Depot is like it feels a little bit more up and down because you need him to be, I think, have a little little bit more emphasis as a scorer than as a playmaker, where it's kind of the inverse for Gabe, where Gabe can kind of, I think, balance it out without having to do too much as an attacker. And Depot is like if he's not attacking the rim, he's not doing enough because I think you're kind of uh, taking him out of uh, his advantages and his strengths if you're just kind of using him in the as an off-ball player who's only playing, you know, off the catch and hitting spot-up threes, whereas Gabe is more suited for that role. So I think Victor is more important because if he's got it going and you use him the right way as an attacking scoring guard off the bench, that might give him something that they didn't really have too much towards the end there, whereas, like, Depot was, a, I think, a you know, a decently productive role player for them throughout the, the, the playoffs. But if he can really turn it up scoring-wise, I think he's more important. So I appreciate the way you answered that question because it was not easy because to me, there are a whole bunch of caveats to throw in here, right? And to me, it's based on the roster construction around them. So like, I, I again, I appreciate you actually answering the question because I would have ducked it and just said roster construction. Uh, but I do think it's roster <laughs> construction. I, I do think it's roster construction because I, I think there are a lot of variables here. If Kyle Lowry is traded, then Gabe Vincent is more important, right? Um, if Tyler, Tyler Hero is traded and there's nobody to run the bench, I think Victor Oladipo potentially is more important. If they are both traded, I think it depends who they bring in. The Heat don't really have a developmental point guard other than Gabe Vincent right now. They trip typically... Well, they had the one guy. What was the name of the guy that was here for 15 years? They kept trying... Oh, Briante Weber. Like, they, they don't really have a developmental point guard other than he'd lifer. I mean, who's that? No, I said he'd lifer. <laughs> no, he was, he was. And look, Kendrick Nunn was that sort of developmental, um, de developmental project too. Um, so, you know, and, and again, he developed very quickly and, and obviously gave them something, but they, they don't have, like, I don't know who's going to be the point guard on their summer league team this year. I mean, Gabe's not it. I mean, he's not going to be there. Oh, Jamari Booya. I'm not even sure if I'm saying his last well, that, name. Right. Booyah, exactly. Booyah. It's, it's, it, it's, it may be a guy like that, but, but for right now, we don't know what that's going to be. So, you know, you could also obviously pluck someone off ever, someone else's summer league roster. But so I, I think it does matter um, again, who is here. If the team comes back exactly as is, then I think actually Gabe is more important um, because I, I, it is that stability of a backup point guard behind a guy in Kyle, Kyle Lowry that we know, even if he gets himself into better shape is going to miss games. And so I, I would say Gabe, because I think it's easier to slot Gabe into the starting lineup there. We saw that this year than it is to slot Victor in with Jimmy. So I would lean that way if the roster is the same, but I don't think the roster is necessarily going to be the same. And that's why, uh, you know, that, that's why this kind of becomes an open question, but it's an interesting question. Um, after the break, what I want to do here real quick is get to, you know, kind of, their value and, and by value again, I don't necessarily mean contractual value for Gabe, 
but another, but more so transactional value for Gabe um, and also value as terms of maybe potential as a future starter or maybe even a current starter. So we'll do that in a second. I do want to tell you about two more sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We mentioned our betting, our, excuse me, our, our uh, fantasy partner. Our betting partner is Better Edge. It's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E, Better Edge with an O in there, dot com backslash five reasons. It's the number five reasons. You'll get $20 to play. So you can just play around with it. It is very different from the other betting sites. First thing, first thing it's legal. Okay. In 45 States, including Florida, the other ones we know can be a little shady. They're offshore. This one is not. Okay. So that's the first plus. The second plus is you can go on there and find the line that you want. So again, we know there's no NBA right now, but there are other sports going on. If you like say the Dodgers by one and a half runs, but that's not what the line is. You can find someone on the other side of that line and that will determine what your payout's going to be. So it's a really cool concept. It's a social concept. Check it out at Better Edge. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com backslash five reasons. We also want to mention our other sponsor. Greg's not here to do the, if you got the guts, uh, if you got the schmutz, we got the guts thing, but I'll do it anyway. Water cleanup of Florida, reputable, fully licensed, insured and certified contractor that can handle any kind of insurance claim for you, whether it's commercial or residential. They do the water mold and fire damage cleanup. Okay. They do a great job. I can tell you, they went to my family's house a couple of weeks ago. Michael's great. Okay. Um, you can reach him at 954-579-0356, 954-579-0356. Check him out on water cleanup of Florida on Instagram. And here's the thing. He went out there and there was some damage, but he didn't think necessarily he was the right person for this particular job at this time or that the job needed to be done a certain way. So we didn't take it. Okay. There's a lot of contractors that will take it, even though they can't do it. All right. So, uh, but he probably can get to your job. I can just tell you our situation is unique. Check out water cleanup of Florida. Again, it's water cleanup of Florida, 954-579-0356. Huge heat fan. And again, the big thing is honest, reputable. They want to maintain their sterling reputation, Michael Robert and the rest of the team up there. All right, let's get to this. Um, so <laughs> here's the thing with Depot that I think that, that heat fans, this is where heat fans are. I think heat fans haven't seen enough to say, okay, this is our starting two guard. Okay. Or this is going to be our six man. I don't think they've seen enough because it wasn't consistent enough. And like you said, when he wasn't necessarily attacking the basket, getting the basket, when he didn't have those lanes, he started taking some fall away threes. That's not really his game. We know that it didn't, except for one or two games across the season, it didn't work out all that well. I feel like the thing with Depot and Heat fans, Alex, is that they don't want to miss out on it if he does figure it out. In other words, if he is, is able to stay healthy long enough, continue to get stronger, continue to build confidence and get back the rest of the game, his game. I think Heat fans are afraid of the fact that he may end up with some other team averaging 18. OK, somewhat back to kind of Indiana Depot playing really solid defense in addition and saying, ah, we had him in the building. Like, I, I feel like it's really more that at this point that it is like Heat fans saying, okay, pay that guy a ton of money to keep him and go into the tax and maybe hamstring, hamstring yourself in other ways. Yeah. And also, excuse me, I think it's because it feels like it's been so short, right? That tenure with Depot, even though it's been technically a, a season and a half that he's been on the Heat roster, incredibly enough, like he only played eight regular season games this season, only played four uh, after having acquired him and then Obviously, we got to see him during the playoff run and uh, kind of got more and more minutes as the run went on there. So I think you were kind of starting to see where and what he could turn into for this team, right, as a, as a role player off the bench. And even though 
Um, like I said, I think he he had nice moments for them in the playoffs, can do a lot of stuff for them defensively, can attack. I, I still think there's a lot more there. And I'm not necessarily saying like what Spo was saying after the season where it's like, oh, you're going to see him look more like what he used to be. I'm not even going there, right? That's If, if they want to say that, that's cool because they obviously see him a lot more than I do. And if, you know, they have the confidence to say that, that's awesome. But I still think that he can do a lot more than what he did in this playoffs where he ended up just kind of looking at the stats here, ended up not having a good shooting playoffs at all. When you look at it, 37% from the field, 27% from three. And despite that, just in my head, it feels like he still was a pretty positive player. Was looking at the on and off stuff. They were better without him in the playoffs, but we're still positive uh, when he was on the floor. So I think he's like showing you stuff that, okay, he still got it, but it's going to come slowly, right? He wasn't an efficient scorer for you yet. I think he's somebody who, like I said earlier, needs to be playing off of the kind of playing off the getting to the rim stuff first and the perimeter stuff less. And I think that was kind of a struggle for him trying to fit in without uh, falling into the taking the jump shot first stuff. And I think that's something that he's going to figure out if he stays here. And this is what I'm talking about, right? Because it's like, it feels too early for the Oladipo project to be over. That's even though it's been a season and a half, we just started seeing what he can do. And it feels like one of those things where Depot had been wanting room, you know, um, to come to the heat for a while. And, you know, it, it feels like one of those things where he's going to stay here. It, it would be disappointing if he left. You didn't really get to give him a full shot to show you what he can do. And so it feels like, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit of an assumption that he's going to come back, but I don't know. I just don't really see another team giving him a whole lot of money where it's going to be a lot more than he can offer. So I think he'll be back and I think it's going to be uh he's going to have a lot to prove next season. Yeah, I'm with you on it. it, it in some ways, I, and it's not injury related, but you know, I, I wouldn't be stunned if it's like a Kendrick Nunn situation like last year where he leaves and we really didn't anticipate it. And maybe even Miami had the option to keep him and they don't, I think they value Depot more than they did none, obviously, because the upside is higher, et cetera. But I don't know. I, I'm not hundred percent convinced he's going to be back. Um, I do think a lot of it depends on roster construction. I think in some ways he's a fallback option for them. And, you know, he's again, continuing to work. I, I, I agree with you that I don't necessarily think he's going to get a big money deal to kind of be someone's sort of, you know, some bad teams de facto leading scorer. Like I, I, that's what I thought might happen. I don't think it's happening now, but we'll see how that plays out. I mean, there are some of the really bad teams in the league got much more interesting in the draft. I don't necessarily think they want what would be a high usage player risk who's risky from an injury perspective to come in and take shots from some of their young guys. Deep already did that in Houston. Um, I don't, you know, Detroit was another place I thought was a possibility. I mean, the one that comes up always is the Knicks, but it seems like they've got some guards there that they like. So I, my, my, and again, I think they're going to be in on Brunson and some of those others. So I, I, I don't think he's going to have a ton of options, but I still think there's a chance he could go. Let's pivot to Gabe here real quick. And I, I guess the question with Gabe long-term, I mean, obviously the contract is perfect very close relationship with Bam, well-liked in the organization, did a very hard thing to transition, you know, from a scoring two guard to a one, changed his shooting form, defends, takes whatever role they give him. I mean, there's really nothing not to like about him. Uh, you know, I, I guess the question with him is, could he evolve into a Mario Chalmers? And I mean that in the best possible way. I don't mean being yelled at all the time. But I mean, being a starting point guard on a contending type team, 
who can play on and off the ball, defends, doesn't demand a lot. I mean, for all the talk about Rio, he was not difficult. I mean, he was just cocky. Uh, I mean, do you, do you, do you see that kind of upside for him? Can he, can he, can he be, because Rio was a very good player here for a while. Yeah. I think that's not a crazy comparison at all to make because they kind of play similar roles. I think Gabe has already shown you that he can do a lot of the stuff that Mario was doing when he was here, right. Where it's like playing off the ball, he can initiate sets, you know, he can kind of, um, get to his spots cleanly efficiently doesn't do too much with the ball in his hand even you know a lot of people including myself you get upset with Chalmers here and there for for some stuff but it wasn't anything out of control right like I think he was the type of point guard who fit perfectly next to uh high usage stars like LeBron and Wade and Gabe is kind of a similar type of player where except it's it's Jimmy on this team and I think you know he is just starting to break the glass on his career right where he's been on the heat for three seasons but he didn't really get over the hump and get into the rotation until this season. And then ever since he did, he just showed you more and more and more. And for, for everything I said in the first uh, half of the show, where I was talking about how Depot might be more important, everything points to Gabe being the much better player this past season. So just to be clear on that, like in the playoffs, they were much better with Gabe on the floor than without, like much, much better. Uh, and that cannot be said for Victor Oladipo. Like I said before, he obviously didn't have as much time Whereas like Gabe really, I think, stood out in the rotation ever since he was put in there, did a good job as a starter. They had a winning record with him as a starter there. So I think he's already kind of, you know, he's already kind of there to what the type of player you're talking about. Now, I just think it's kind of adding more years because he had a really efficient season for them in the regular season as a shooter. And then kind of the only thing that went wrong, despite how positive they were with him on the floor in the playoffs, was the three-point shooting going down. And we kind of talked all season about that, where it's like, are all of these role guys three point all of these role guys is three point shooting numbers gonna you know kind of remain what they were and almost all of them including Gabe's uh dipped in the playoffs he shot 31% from 3 and it's easy to expect guys to kind of regress uh in efficiency in the playoffs but that's the one thing where i think Gabe did not stand out in right and he has his moments he has his games where he hits some shots but uh everything else like he just seems really really stable he seems like the exact type of backup point guard you'd want on this team uh going forward and so I just think like Gabe is you feel much better about him right now and what he's going to be going forward than you do about Depot Depot still feels more like a question mark I'm going to throw one more thing in here because it just happened um as we were doing this podcast we're actually doing this mid-afternoon on Sunday which is unusual for us uh before we do I want to tell you about Therapist Preferred that's the premium CBD the tincture the sports cream the gummies you can get different flavors of gummies there. Use that code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get 25% off. That's the best deal that they offer you. And this is the best CBD. Okay. So check it out. Therapistpreferred.com. Use that code 5RSN for recovery, for sleep. It's great for you. And again, you won't have any issues with the drug tests or anything like this. This is completely legal in every state. Therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. So as we're sitting here, um, Mark Stein reported that Houston and John Wall are getting uh, closer to a buyout or they're working on a buyout and that the Knicks, excuse me, the, the Heat and the Clippers are two of the teams that we involved. I don't know if the Knicks were mentioned also, but there was a third team. Uh, we have heard the Heat linked to John Wall before. Uh, there is, of course, the Cal The Lakers Party. are the third team. <laughs> uh, the, well, they're always the third. Just throw them in, right? Everybody makes fun of the heat. Everybody throws in the Lakers. And look, I, uh, LeBron and John Wall have had a long-standing relationship, so that wouldn't stun me. Um, 
you know, but also the heat uh, very familiar with John wall too. He's worked out in Miami. They uh, you know, he's obviously a, he's a Calipari guy. Um, I mean, I mean, look, they're familiar with John wall. The question with John wall is health last year was a little bit weird, you know, in that he was healthy enough to play, but didn't. Um, and again, that's what I was kind of getting to about Houston wanting to play their young guys. But the reason I'm bringing it up at the end of this episode now is because it affects both of these players potentially. Yep. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, in Gabe's case, I mean, John wall has been a, an all-star in this league. Um, it also perhaps makes it a little bit easier to move Kyle Lowry. If you're confident you're going to get John wall to maybe be Gabe Vincent's backup at the start and provide support. And in the case of Oladipo, I mean, you have, you're working on already one kind of reclamation project. I know they play a different position, but this, the John wall reclamation project, I mean, again, his numbers were not great in Houston from a metrics perspective, but it did appear that he was reasonably healthy. Uh, just again, playing on a bad team and kind of sopping up some usage that he might not otherwise, he's still an elite passer. Uh, do you, I mean, do you see this as an attractive, I mean, also and the John and the Bradley Beal stuff still out there. Now the wall Beal relationship is weird because there were always rumors about them not getting along and some of that stuff. And then yet every time Bradley Beal is supposed to go somewhere, everybody's like, well, John wall will go there. So it, it, it's a strange one. Um, just before we close here, we'll do more on it, but uh, your thoughts on the potential of John wall. I, don't have too many other than that, you know, kind of what you were talking about there in the sense that it would affect Gabe and Debo because he's kind of a, a similar, a similar player, right. In the sense that he'd be, you know, best case scenario, a backup guard for you. And I think they're already too, you know, with the roster as it is, we don't know obviously who's going to be back. Who isn't if uh, assuming Debo comes back and that they have, they have more or less the same guard rotation. I think it's just too cramped there for him. And that's why I'm skeptical that even, you know, I'm definitely buying into the idea that he's wanted to play here. You know, he spends a lot of time in Miami in general. I think he sound, it, it might sound good to him. But then when you really look at the, the, the rotation stuff, I just don't see a spot for him. Not that he can't get any playing time or anything like that, but he would obviously be the third string guy unless, like you said, a scenario happens where they're trading Kyle Lowry, which still seems very, very, very unlikely to me, obviously, because the, the chance of a, a star like that actually becoming available and then everything that goes into that all of it just seems very unlikely so even then like having to rely on John Wall as your backup point guard after not having really played much basketball for the past couple of years I'm still skeptical on it like it seems like he's gonna go somewhere else where he might be able to get a little bit more playing time uh and it's kind of a similar thing to Depot where it's like it would be cool because he's somebody who can attack the rim obviously he was a really great passer during his prime uh and it was more as obviously was a point guard as opposed to Oladipo. So he can kind of do a little bit more as a passer there. I don't know. I just haven't seen him be that guy in a while. And so it's like, is he really going to come over here on, on a minimum to just be the third string guard after he's been, you know, wanting to play for so long? I don't know. Reminds me a little of the Boogie Cousins situation, which is, you know, I mean, the two of them are close and obviously there's, there's the, the tie to Kentucky, but it feels a little bit like a guy we've talked about a lot going to Miami, but when Miami's had the opportunity, they haven't done it um, with Boogie. I wonder if they will with John Wall. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I wouldn't have an issue bringing him in. I, I think that, uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of his. He was never a very good shooter. And if he's lost a ton of quickness, which was really his calling card along with the passing ability, then that is an issue. He's not a big minutes player anymore. I think this is more protection and something to investigate in case they make a move with one of, with their other guards, with multiple guards. 
And, you know, you look at, uh, you know, not just him, but Goran could be in that, in that mix too. I guess it raises the question whether you'd rather have Goran Dragic, who we know is healthy, knows the system, wants to be here. Offensively, he's probably a better player than John Wall. I mean, as, as a shooter, he certainly is. He's not the passer that John Wall was, but they know him well. Um, but John Wall in his prime was a much better defender than Goran. Again, I don't know if that's still there. It really wasn't in Houston. So I, I, I would say, I think Goran, John Wall, these are the types of guys that you look at in case you have a situation where it's not Lowry and Gabe. Okay. And the interesting thing about Gabe that we really haven't talked about is that if you're trying to make a trade, like we've always said, well, they're not going to trade Gabe. They're not going to trade Max. They're on these great contracts. There may be a team that says, okay, to get us over the finish line, we want one of those two guys because they're on great contracts. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I think we've kind of underestimated that a little bit. Like they're not guys to make a deal work from a contractual perspective. They're not going to be the cornerstones of a deal. Like say Tyler hero would be, but they could be the extra piece that is like, okay, this is a rotation player. Like we'll take this rotation player. I think it depends on which kind of team. So we'll talk about it more. Um, you know, I, you know, and, and, and I think that obviously we're going to have a lot more as we head into free agency. All right. Thanks to Alex. Today, again, Greg and Brady will be back during the week. Check out Brady's latest film dive on our YouTube channel uh, about all the undrafted guys. We're going to bring Brady on this week to do an episode on the undrafted guys. And obviously, uh, the Nikola Jovic uh, press conference on Monday, we're expecting that. So we will handle that. Um, okay. Thank you. Check out our sponsors, therapistbefore.com. Use code 5RSN. Prize pictures, code 5FIVE. Betteredge.com backslash five reasons. And check out Water Cleanup of Florida. Clean up your water mold, all of that kind of fire, all that kind of damage. Have a good day, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.